Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I am your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, only begun a few days, but I am behind quite a bit. I'll try to cover all the big stuff, but first we got some numbers to go over. Staying in first place is Godzilla vs. Kong with $13.3 million for a total of $69.5 million. In second place is Nobody with $2.65 million for a total of $15.6 million. In third place is The Unholy with $2.4 million for a total of $6.7 million. In fourth place is Raya and the Last Dragon with $2.14 million for a total of $35.2 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Voyagers, which opened with $1.35 million. So the main thing coming out of this is the drop for Godzilla vs. Kong, which may seem bad, but not really. The drop is 58%, but that is weekend over weekend. That does not consider the opening days of last Wednesday and Thursday. Also, last weekend was a holiday thanks to Easter, so this drop is not too surprising. Now, for it to make it to 100 million, it will have to hold out around here with smaller drops from here on out. But I will say its legs need to collapse for it to not hit 100 million. Another thing to note is that more and more theaters are dropping Raya, which is now playing in 1,941 theaters, compared to the 2,400 for Nobody and 3,084 for Godzilla vs. Kong. Taking a look at China, Sister retains first place again with 21 million, with Godzilla vs. Kong staying in second with 13.2 million, for a total now of 165 million. In third place was Monkey King Reborn with 2.7 million. In fourth place was the 11th chapter with 1.61 million. Finally, opening in fifth place was Super Me with 1.07 million. You know who's disappointed in that result? Netflix. That's right, this is the movie that Netflix just bought, and just like the ones they got from Chinese New Year's, they did not light up the Chinese box office. We do have a small update on the buy, though. Apparently, Netflix will premiere the movie on May 8th in at least North America. While Godzilla vs. Kong has stayed, in second place for a while now, it is overall still doing really good in China, though it probably will fall short of passing 200 million. Now let's wrap up the numbers with some worldwide updates. Godzilla vs. Kong is marching its way to 400 million, with it now at 357.8 million. There's a good chance it passes King of the Monsters by the end of the next weekend, then it is on its way to half a billion. We also get a small look at Mortal Kombat numbers, as it did open in a few countries and made 10.7 million. That does not look like a promising start, as they do not have HBO Max, but we will see how it does in the coming weeks. Tom and Jerry is right on the cusp of passing 100 million worldwide, with it now at 99.4 million. It will probably be on the list of successful movies by the end of the year. Nobody is at 28.8 million worldwide. Another movie about to pass 100 million is Riot and the Last Dragon, with it now at 97.5 million worldwide. Now let's get to some news. First up is California as they are looking to fully open the economy June 15th. Assuming there are no more spikes and vaccines continue to rise, June 15th all restrictions on capacity will be gone with the only rule left to be to wear a mask. Why am I bringing this up? Well this would mean theaters in LA and the rest of the state can go from 50% to 100%. This would help with box office numbers and it is noticeable this happens right before the big blockbusters come out like F9. I do think they will go through with this. The question next would be, when does New York and New York City do it? Right now, I believe New York City theaters are still at 25% capacity. 
and there is no word yet on when that can be moved up to at least 50%. Going back to California, while the reopening plan sounds good, it does not come soon enough for Pacific theaters and Arclight cinemas, who announced that they will close down and go out of business. Besides the very nice Arclight cinemas going out, this includes the iconic Cinemara Dome Theater that Pacific owns. As to why they are closing down, it looks like the issue was they owed too much back rent to the landowners and believed they would not have been able to reach an agreement on it. Now, this does not mean they are gone for good. With them going out of the business, some could buy the brands, buy some of the theaters, and reopen them. I also set new deals with landowners. But that would require a lot of work. Right now, no potential buyers have come forward, but I'll keep you updated on what happens. We got some more clarity on Warner Media and their new exclusive theatrical window. Thanks to an interview with Jason Killer did with Recode. He says that starting in 2022, Warner Brothers movies will go back to an exclusive window before going to HBO Max. Quote, I think it's very fair to say that a big, you know, let's say a big DC movie. It's very fair to say that that would go exclusively to theaters first and then go to somewhere like a HBO Max after it's in theaters. End quote. This is not surprising, since Regal's new deal with Warner Brothers has a 45-day window starting next year, but it is good to get confirmation from the top. This is what will be happening going forward, and it makes sense. With assuming a fully healthy box office next year, they are going to want to soak every dollar they can get out of their DC movies, like the Batman, and see if there's anything left for the Fantastic Beasts franchise. For F9, we got a new release date for one country. Uh, in South Korea, F9 will now open up back in May, specifically May 19th. Along with this, the movie has also received approval for release in China. Now the question is, when does it release there? See, its domestic June 25th date is a bit too late for China because of July 1st. That will be the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party, and there will be movies for the occasion. So if Universal, they have to decide soon. Do they release it mid-July, post those movies coming out? or late May, early June. We will see what they do. For new movies in development, we are getting one from Universal. That reteams George Clooney and Julia Roberts. The film is called Ticket to Paradise, and the two leads will play an ex-couple who have to work together to stop their daughter from rep repeating their mistakes. The film is set to film later this year and come out next September. While the plot itself does not sound too special, it's this team-up that will get the older crowd to go out and see it. So if this does do well, expect the demographic to be older. VOD Premium has been busy the past few weeks, and it continues here as well. First up, Amazon has finalized their deal with Paramount and has made it official. They have bought the Tomorrow War, the sci-fi action movie starring Chris Pratt. Amazon also confirmed it will be released on Prime Video on July 2nd. While the final cost to buy it was not mentioned when the news broke a while back, it was rumored to be in the $150 to $200 million range. While I do feel that Paramount has been shopping too many of their movies over the past year, I think this one was a good sell. Sci-fi action movies could go either really well or pretty poor depending on the audience reaction to it. The issue here is, let's say the budget for the movie is $150 million. That means it needs to do $300 to $350 million worldwide minimum for the studio to see any profit. While other bigger blockbusters are now coming out from June onwards, I feel this might have been too much of a risk for the studio. So making a small profit now and getting rid of it works for them. They can also spend some of that new money on new content for Paramount+. Plus. For Sony, they have finally made their move into streaming wars, and that is to partner with Netflix. With their deal with stars almost up, Sony was looking at buyers for their movie rights after theatrical release, and Netflix was able to get it, with Deadline saying it was around $1 billion for four years. Now what do they get for this? Quite a bit, actually. 
Starting in 2022, new movies released from Sony will eventually make their way to Netflix after it makes the rounds in theaters, VOD, and the like, instead of going to the stars. Along with this, Netflix will have access to some catalog titles from Sony's library, including some of their biggest franchises like Spider-Man, Jumanji, and Bad Boys. Finally, it was mentioned that Sony is looking to develop more direct-to-streaming movies, and Netflix now has first-look rights. This means Sony has to come to them first, and Netflix can decide if they want to work on it with them or not. Overall, I think this is great for both parties. For Sony, they are smart in not starting a new streaming service. Their catalog by itself is not big enough. However, with this deal, they can work with a partner and still get a slice of the streaming money. For Netflix, this can help bolster their content as other studios continue to pull their movies. Their first-party content is getting better, but they can't be all the service has to offer, so a Netflix deal works for them as well. That'll be it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, what do you think of the Netflix-Sony deal? Do you think it works for both parties or no? Let me know on Facebook, link to the page in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. Thank you.